0: Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Verity Crawley. Verity bowled collegiately at Weber International. She has won PWBA title. Verity, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Of course, we figured we'd catch up with you as the PWBA tour gets off and running, coming up here very soon. So let's talk about it. What have you been doing? What's a sp- specific thing you've been doing to prepare this year for the
1: tour? Lots of bowling and tournaments. I think that tournaments are a really good way to prepare. Um, I use them as a learning experience to get better for the PWA Tour. So all of my free weekends that I have, I travel. Um, I'm located in Florida at the moment, so I try and compete as much as I can. Um, I'm just really getting ready, going through, um, working on different aspects of my game as well as kind of dialing in my arsenal and making sure I know the differences between my bowling balls so that I can make better decisions
2: when I get on the lane. Yeah, you've been extremely, you know, vocal and transparent on social media, and I think a lot of bowlers do appreciate that. Um, you know, so now you this is going to be your you know, multiple years on tour, your third or fourth year on tour now. So as far as prep is concerned, what are you finding that you're doing different nowadays than you might have not done? in your first season going on tour?
1: I definitely focus a lot less on my physical game now than I have ever before. That was something my whole life, really, I've always felt like, oh, I need to work on physical, I need to work on physical. And up until a couple of years ago, I I still had that mindset. So that's definitely been the biggest difference for me is spending a lot more time on ball motion and adjustments and bowling balls versus feeling like I need to constantly tweak something in my physical game.
0: Verdi, how do you decide when it comes to the PWBA tour and even your other tournaments you're you're heading out in bowling? As far as your arsenal goes, is there a what is your limit? Is it six or nine or twelve? Do you have that limit? And then how do you how do you break that down even in going a little going a step further?
1: I don't necessarily have that limit. However, I need to make sure that whatever balls I'm taking, I have that belief in them, and I. I know the differences between them. So for the PWBA tour, I'm taking 12 bowling balls to the first event. And that was a very comfortable number for me, where I have nine staple balls, a spare ball, and then an additional two balls. Now, I know that when I get on tour, there is a likelihood that I will be drilling bowling balls. Obviously, some newer bowling balls will be released, and there is a chance that I will want to drill those just to see how they roll. But 12 is kind of going to be my magic number, so that way I don't get overwhelmed and I try to keep it simple. When i go to local tournaments um sometimes i might take six sometimes i might might take 12 that really just depends on what i'm trying to achieve that weekend i do use local tournaments as a way to try different bowling balls um to figure out okay what pattern are they good for what part of the lane do they look good on and i feel like putting myself in the tournament environment to see that equipment help versus just doing it in practice so this year i I found it quite easy to pick my arsenal. Um, I had, you know, I wrote nine balls down that I'm guaranteed while well, I want to make sure I have these. And then I just added an additional couple of bowling to it.
2: That's amazing. So, for people who are really graduating from college or are looking to get their feet wet, either on the PBA or a PWA tour, you know, walk us through. You're talking about the sub bowling balls you bring, and you might do additional ones. You know, in, in a quick way, walk us through what a typical practice session might look like. You know, are you keeping notes? Are you bowling an the entire house? Are you bowling one pair? You know, are you throwing every ball in the bag? You know, walk us through kind of your thought process of working through that hour of practice session you have before a tournament.
1: Yeah, so obviously, before we practice on the PWA Tour, the pattern is announced. The pattern is announced 30 minutes prior to us competing. So we already have an idea of what length we're going to be bowling on, what the volume is. And once you know that information, it will, well, hopefully it will narrow down some bowling balls that you're definitely going to throw and some bowling balls that you're not even going to try. So that actually makes it easier during that hour or hour and a half practice that you have because you don't necessarily need to throw all of the bowling balls. If you understand what your equipment does, then it should be quite a simple process of just kind of confirming okay I see myself using this ball on fresh if that doesn't look good then I can throw something else then when it gets to the middle of the lane what am I going to do and then obviously when you're in that practice session the lanes aren't going to completely be replicated you're not going to see transition the exact same way people aren't throwing to bevels so it's just about kind of bearing that in mind and making sure you feel like you have balls that are going to cover you in those scenarios.
0: And when you look at the schedule this year that was announced earlier, you guys begin in, in uh, Rockford, Illinois, and uh, and start out in the Midwest and then make your way down south, etc. Was there anything that stuck out to you this year with the PWBA schedule?
1: Um, not really. Our schedule this year doesn't allow for as much time at home, so that's definitely going to be a different change than we've had in the past. In previous years, you've been able to, fly out on Wednesday or Thursday, stay for the weekend and then head home for a couple of days. Whereas this year, the way it works, we have a regular event followed by a major, which is a week long, and then another regular event. So it's just a little bit different in terms of travel. Um, But I think that that's exciting. I think the biggest thing that excites me about the tour this year is a lot of the locations that we go to, I have the perception that they're very big bowling areas. So I'm really looking forward to the hope of having a lot more entries than we have had in the past. Already looking at the roster for the Rockford event, We have a full roster and we have a PTQ and both of the pro-am, we have two pro-ams and they're full. So I think it's just that's exciting because I know that there's going to be so many people there and so many people are excited about coming to watch the PWA Tour, which I think is really nice.
2: So, obviously, you have the title of a PWBA champion, which, again, you know, personally, extremely excited to see you get that, especially with the grinding you've been doing. So, I guess just the next question is, like, mindset-wise, you know, how do you go from, you know, a, a England uh, national team player to a collegiate champion and now being a, um, a PWBA champion? Like, tell us the mindset. You're like, you know what? I know I can do this. Well, there are certain moment or something you always had in yourself walk us through kind of what it was like to get yourself in position and win your first title
1: it was a difficult one and I I don't want to lie and say it was easy because there was definitely a lot of ups and downs um, even when I look at my junior career and my collegiate career there were successful parts to it but I definitely remember the times where I finished second or the times where I didn't make cuts, the times where I walked away from those tournaments thinking, what am I doing? I remember those times a lot more. And I feel like up until a couple of years ago, I definitely struggled with the confidence of the fact that I can win. I had that belief that I couldn't win. And when I came out on the PWDA tour in my first year, I, I made a couple of shows and I finished second. And that continued to happen over the next few years. And that was something that, I felt like I wasn't actually going to win until I had that belief within me that I could win. And that has kind of been the instrumental mindset for me. is It's just that confidence because as much as people would tell me, Verity, you're great. You just need to be patient. Your time's going to come. You're going to win. I didn't believe that. So I don't think that I was going to win until I had that belief that I could. And obviously last year I did win and I believe that happened because I finally felt like it would
0: like me to win. Verity, you, you like Kendall mentioned earlier, you're out there on social media quite a bit posting stuff and and, um, and interaction you know, interacting. For someone who doesn't do that quite quite as much as you do, what advice maybe would you have for them as far as how to keep that line of what they share versus what they don't share? Versus just handling, you know, everything. Because people can sit, you know, people can criticize people. People can sit behind their keyboards and do all sorts of sometimes nasty things.
1: I don't think I have a magic answer to that one because it is difficult. There are a lot of people out there that are jealous. And a lot of the time that's the reason for the negative comments. But I think the biggest thing is to find a reason why you're doing it what is the point of you being on social media right like why do you want to create this platform and what do you want to share with the world and when you kind of create that vision and goal I think everything just becomes a little bit easier the content is easier to create and I think that you don't necessarily take those negative comments to heart because you know your reason for posting
2: yeah. And again, your presence, I think, has impacted a lot of young, I mean, I mean, and really everybody globally. And I think you've done a phenomenal job with that, you know, and I kind of have a follow up question after this one. You know, the, the bowling on tour, I mean, it's it's a mental, I mean, physical, you know, everything. It's, just, it's a bit of a grind. So but the question is, is, you know, what are you doing for balance? So obviously, you're, you're, you're working your butt off. We all know that we've seen that you've made that known. So you know, what are you going to be doing for fun? What are you doing on your off time to kind of keep that balance between, you know, being one of the better players in the world and just kind of being Barry crawly?
1: So something that I did last year on tour that I really enjoyed was to do a little bit of sightseeing. Last year was the first year that I actually flew out to the tournament a day early. One, so that I was there and I was rested, but two, so that I could actually take a little bit of time to explore. That's something that, i really enjoy doing and for those of you who kind of know my whole story at the beginning of last year i was home for a few months i had some visa problems so i had to go back i had bowling taken away from me and one of the things that it made me realize is you know it's so easy to take things for granted and i put in this mindset of you know what if be upset that i went to all of these places but i never actually got to see anything so I wanted to kind of go to the places and finally see a little bit of the area that I was visiting. So for me, that's kind of been my way of, okay, I'm going to the event and i work hard, but let's make sure that I'm still enjoying it and I'm still making myself happy by doing something that is not bowling related.
2: Funny concept on huh? how bowlers, you know, bowling brings us around the world, whether it's international and national, but there's times that. We don't even get to see the states or the countries we're at because we're, we're competing. So, you know, I think that's an amazing lesson for, for people that are listening to, to yep. take advantage of the opportunity to see their surroundings. Um, and my follow up question to that is, um, of course, you know, many people, you have the luxury and the pleasure to train down at, uh, Keiko Training Center. And we both are graduates of Web International. So go warriors. But, um, how much do you feel, if at all, that time bowling, those four years in college, has prepared you for the next part of your life? And if not, how much have you been able to, you know, grow as an adult and a player from that time in your life?
1: I think that collegiate bowling for me was that stepping stone. It was, you know, that place in between being a, a junior bowler and being a professional. It gave me that different look on life, but also just being able to travel and experience, Bowling with a group of people who have that same vision as you. And it allowed me to obviously learn more about the sport as well with other people versus just doing it myself. Right. It can be difficult sometimes to motivate yourself to bowl. But when you're surrounded with you know, a group of people who have that same goal as you, you motivate one another. So I think that I definitely used that within those four years to develop myself as a bowler, but it was really nice to kind of have that camaraderie and be able to work together as a team. And then obviously, now that I I graduated and I've still been thankful to have access to the Pebble Training Center to continue to learn and use the tools and resources and the knowledge that they have in that building to be able to develop my game even further.
0: Verdi, if you could write as, as someone who's graduated from college, out on the tour now, if you could write a younger you a letter, what would you tell a younger Verity that they should, you know, what's one thing you would tell yourself?
1: I think just to keep persevering, to keep with it, and if you have a passion for something, so never give up on that.
2: That's great. I want to put you on the spot here a little bit, more of a, a non-bowling question. Um, what is one memory, and again with this being a college podcast, what's one memory that you will never forget from your four years in college? Whether it's bowling, personal, friends, like what would be a number one memory that you just that you like, I would never take that moment for granted.
1: Oh my God, there's just so many. Um, a lot of the personal ones probably can't be spoken about. I have a few in mind that I'm not going to be spoken about on a podcast. But um, obviously, obviously winning the national championship I think was, something that will never be forgotten. I mean, we spent four years of working together, going through a lot of hard moments, and to come out and win, obviously, it was very memorable, um, and that's obviously the cliche answer, I think, that you would expect anyone that's won a national championship to give, but it it was worth it.
2: <laughs> I mean, I thought I was going to be spending four years with me, but I guess that wasn't the answer, so...
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, well, can
0: we retake this right it was all kendall yeah of course (laughs) yeah can you guys both talk to as as having two people who were on on you know act you guys bowled all four years together but just um on separate teams but that competition that there there was between the the men and women's team did you guys have like friendly competitions about things and how you were doing things and and how did that always work out yeah
1: i think Really nice thing about how we trained um, with Weber was that it didn't feel like it was a completely separate men's and women's program. You know, we often bowled with the guys, we practice with the guys. It didn't feel separate as much. Like you had those practices where, of course, we did Baker only with the girls, and we had practices where you're just working with in your team. But we always were, you know, mixing with the guys. We travelled with the guys. So, and I feel like that was also a way to learn as well because the guys have different knowledge and you're able to talk to them about what
2: they see on the lane and learn even more i couldn't agree more i think the, the era that we grew up in was you know we did bowl each other a lot during practice and i think during baker match play to get us prepared but the unique thing with our team was that you and daria and camila and other girls could hook it so i mean you guys had no problem keeping up with the guys team you know as you we were competing and <laughs> You know, whether we went to tournaments, I mean, that was the best part. We could travel to tournaments and we travel to, you know, different events. And I think you touched on it earlier, you know, it, it's so much value in bowling tournaments. You know, you know, get your feet wet, bowl regionals. I mean, bowlers really learn a lot in the moment. I think you know, even someone like yourself, as well-practiced as you are, I mean, you said the, the most learning you've got recently has been in tournaments. So, again, I think that was a cool part about the guys and girls traveling together we were competing on the same level and competing in the same events and I think again those are those are times that we didn't know at the time how good they were you know how good we had it Um, but again that's time that you can
0: never really take for granted nowadays
1: definitely I agree with that
0: and then my final question Verity will be you mentioned you're going to be bringing in the neighborhood of 12, 12 pieces with you out on tour. Can you? I always like to give folks a chance to to talk about some of the stuff that they're really liking in the in the in their arsenal. So can you share some of the equipment that you do like in the arsenal and what we can expect to be seeing you when we're watching on Bowl TV? Secret. I'm not going to. I'm not giving away my all, all of my
1: twelve, boxes, but I will tell you a few of my favorites. The staple IQ tour, which sometimes gets underrated, I absolutely love that bowling ball. And mm, another one would be the Zen Master. And then you're gonna have to watch and find out to find out about the rest of them.
2: <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that. But that's like competitor in you. I think that's super admirable and something to look up to. But, Verdi, I want to say thank you so much for joining Tim and I. You just know that we wish you all the luck on tour. Um, We want to see, we're going to see great things from you. And we're so thankful you can join us here on on our podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you guys for what you're doing and spreading the love of bowling. I think it's awesome.